Today, we'll choose an EV for a couple disappointed after a Tesla Model Y test drive, a dog-only family of four on a tight budget, and another family wanting to back up their home's power with a Nissan Leaf. Hello, and welcome to Battery Bargains, a series from the Batteries Included podcast where we answer your EV buying questions. This is episode number 11. I'm Dominic Ioni, host of the YouTube channel Drive Electric with Dominic, and I am joined today by Tom Malagny, Senior Editor at Inside EVs and host of the YouTube channel State of Charge, along with Kyle Connor from Out of Spec Studios. Uh, if you're looking for your own battery bar bargain, email us a short paragraph with Find My EV in the subject line and tell us about your use case and budget, and we'll see about featuring your case on an upcoming episode. All right, so let's kick this thing off with our first case for the day. And to be transparent, we've paraphrased these emails a bit for length and clarity. So you guys ready to spend somebody else's money? All right, we are go. good at that. All right. Our first email comes to us from Adam in San Francisco, and he writes, Hey team, love the podcast. My wife and I had our first child earlier this year. We have a 2011 BMW 328i and would love to buy a compact SUV, fully electric or hybrid. Budget would be 45,000 or less. Typical driving is under 40, 40 miles on a weekday and about up to 110 mile round trips on weekends. We will be able to charge at home. On the last few episodes, it sounds like Kyla at least thinks the Model Y is the only option that really makes sense here as the tech is so much better than everything else. We've gotten over our distaste for Mr. Musk, but didn't love the Model Y after test driving it. A lot of little things rattling around, build quality seemed like a little bit like an afterthought. Are there any other 2023, 2024 alternatives you'd recommend? Or is the software and everything else just so terrible that we'd be better off with a hybrid uh, you like and get, uh, and get an EV later? Plan to purchase rather than lease. You're the best, Adam. Well, Adam, sounds like uh, an EV sounds perfect for what you're going to be doing with it. And thankfully, yeah. there's a bunch on the market beyond just the Model Y. Like we always say, there's not, you know, someone, there's not one car for everyone. Let's just put it that way. And while, yes, the tech in the Model Y and the app connectivity and all the third party stuff and everything you can do is incredible, you are giving up. And it's almost very vehicle dependent as to how well they're built. Like my Model 3 is is great when I bought it. And then my brand new Model S had to go in a few times to get dialed in. Is that something you really want to deal with on an expensive purchase? A lot of people, it doesn't bother them. A lot of people, it does. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to think we're, we're looking at high quality. Um, we have a reasonable budget to play around with here. Uh, you know, first thing that comes to mind is Ionic 5. They just seem so solidly built. Yeah, the software does leave you lacking a little bit, but um, it's going to have all the range needed for 110 miles on a new car. There's great deals to be had out there on those things. And you, really, you can go down the list. You can go Q4 e-tron. You can go uh, Mustang Mach-E and the higher trims are really nice. But it, it sounds like charging is not a concern. So that really opens up many vehicle options out there. And um yeah, I, I actually think maybe Q4 e-tron if you want a really solidly built product, even though it's not one that performs particularly well in any category. It's a nice, high-quality product. And and like if you value driving dynamics, maybe not perfect, but you know, it's gonna be an Audi, a nice Volkswagen, basically, and um, in that particular one, and it should work pretty well. Tom, what do you think? 
So, you know, um, I was going to say Q4e-tron. So now I'm going to, and you mentioned it, which so I think that that might be a good vehicle for you to look at. It's one of the vehicles I think a lot of people don't think of with electric vehicles in that class. They think, you know, um, Ionic 5, uh, EV6, Mustang Mach-E, Volkswagen 94, and they kind of forget about the the, uh, the Audi Q4 e-tron, which I think is a great vehicle. I really enjoy driving it. As Kyle said, it's not going to be a, uh, a driving enthusiast's car, but that's not, you know, a lot of people don't buy their cars, you know, so they so they can really, you know, carve up some canyon roads on the weekend. So um, uh, I think that's a vehicle you should look at. I'd also maybe look at XC Volvo XC40. Um, that that will solve your needs for for you know for space and everything. And um, I, I I'm a big XC40 fan. I, I really like the the vehicles. So I, I like you know talking about quality. That that thing is is pretty well solidly built. Um, you know, it feels premium when you're driving it. So um, those are the two vehicles I'll tell you to take a look at. Nice. Yeah, I really, really like that XC40 idea because then you do get great driving dynamics, great power, good Google software. And, um, you know, that and it's certainly not the most efficient, but it'll have, you know, 110 miles, pretty much any electric SUV can do 100 to even a BZ4X could work. So it's like, uh, you know, maybe you find a cheap one of those just depends on how much you're willing to spend, how much you value, you know, sort of build quality materials. It sounds like quite highly if the model Y wasn't quite up to snuff and the Volvos are built very well. True. And I think the, the Audi Q4 e-tron might be, have the same good build quality as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it depends on what you touch. It's sometimes they feel right. like Volkswagen sure. stuff because it is just MEB just with a nicer badge. And then right. some of it is Audi stuff. Like the seats are really nice and some of the touch points in the interior are nicer, but you do really have to spec one up to get adaptive cruise and all that stuff. You can't get massaging seats like the ID four and it charges slower than the ID four Q4 e-tron is still only 135 kilowatt peak where ID four is 190. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's rated at 175, but I've gotten 192 or something like that on ID four. So it's kind of the Q4 e-tron is like pretty weak as an offering, but maybe good lease deals, perhaps good ones in the lot. Now's the time to kind of start looking back at new cars again, because dealers are trying to move them. It's end of year. You know, this is the week to get in there and, and get your deals done. It's true. If you're looking for a car. Yeah. I, I was just thinking, so I, I was going to, 45,000 opens up the uh, the market quite a bit. There's a lot of cars out there that can kind of fit under that, at least the lower lower spec versions of them. Uh, so but I was kind of leaning, leaning towards Kia EV6 or Hyundai Ionic 5 out of those cars. Um, but yeah, you're yeah, buying the last Ionic week. Ionic 5 is going to be better than for a family, especially with a, you said they have a, a newborn. Oh, that's true. They do have their, yeah, one child, though, right? Yeah, but yeah, or first child. Six is just a little bit lower. Ionic 5 gives you a little bit more room. True. I just think he's coming out of BMW, though, so I thought maybe he'd want something more kind of sporty looking or so. But I was just thinking, though, as we were talking, the new 2024 Volkswagen with, with real drive. So we'd have that a bit of a real drive bias and a whole lot, but it has, but it'll have the, the power of the all drive version now, basically, right? With the new motors. You mean the ID4? ID4, yeah. Rural drive 2024 with the AP 550 motors. Yeah, it's Motor. not that fast or fun to drive. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, it's fine. I, I, right. 
I'm just thinking like something with rear bias. No, Ionic five is gonna be the choice there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Ionic five okay. rips in all wheel drive form. It's like super nicely balanced. ID four is nicely balanced too, but I just like Ionic five better. Um, right. That's the next generation product compared to ID four. And like, yeah, I know we were just talking about Q4 e-tron, but if like you're going for performance, that adds another layer in there. Sure. But we had to keep I the price down too, below 45. So I'm not sure how high up you got to get to the... But the he was okay with you, no? He, I think he was actually, yes. Because I also had another mm -hmm. idea. If, if we wanted to go the used route, he could always go for our old time or, or what do we call it? Our perennial favorite, the... Uh, e-tron. Huh. But not just any yes, e-tron. Of course, <laughs> you chose the ugly e-tron. It's the Audi e-tron Sportback S-Line. <laughs> Got to go full-size, boxy e-tron or nothing. Yeah, I don't know because yeah. I just I'm still me thinking about this the sporty car. Paul hates all so. Sportbacks. You know that, Dominic. I know he, <laughs> he doesn't like Sportbacks sport on any vehicle. Right. I mean, I was looking at this XC40 and the C40 like side by side this week, and you know, I, I kind of like the C40 better. It, but I don't have dogs, of course. But neither does Adam here. So, anyway, yeah, he's halfway there. He's got a kid. Dogs just around the corner. <laughs> that's true. Or yeah, that's true. But yeah, Sportback's uh, fine. Uh, either way, an Etron rocks. Um, right. And like you know, you can get one of those last year still certified with the big cobalt battery with great charging performance. It's going to have all the range he needs and it's going to, that's going to be the tank daily driver. We always recommend e-trons, but right. Yeah. they're great. This, one, this particular one's like 43,000. So it's below the, in the budget and it's got the, it's the uh, S line. So it's 4.3 seconds, zero to 60 and only 15, 16,000 miles. I, I Does just the S line give you more power? It's the S. Oh, maybe it's oh because it's I'm not an Etron S. Oh, if it was Etron S, line, that would like be a way cooler. Is there a S line trim level? Yes, it's just oh a God. it's just a badge. Why you do that to me, Adi? <laughs> oh my God, <sighs> I'd be okay. a lot more excited if it was a real Etron. Yeah, S. scratch scratch that, Audi. You never all you not none of y'all saw that. Yeah, just go back. <laughs> Hyundai Ionic 5 is really a nice car, I gotta That's say. The, it seems That's like the, it's the one to go for. Okay. But get a high spec one. Go used and find a used all wheel drive, whatever the top. I'm trying to think SEL, then it went SEL, yeah. Something else. Limited. Oh, yeah. Limited. Yeah, because yeah. then you get the glass roof, which is nice. And it's got a full shade. So, like, if your baby gets hot, you can totally block out the sun. And mm -hmm. um, just great suspension tuning on that car. And very solid, very quiet, and seemingly fairly reliable, those Ionic 5s. My friend Zach has had some issues with his, but it's all been fixed under warranty, and it seems good now. Cool. All right. Uh, let's move on to our next case, then. Uh, our next letter comes to us from Paul, who sent us this email and says, Hi, all. I'm an EV and sustainable energy nerd. I currently have two EVs, a 2023 Bolt EUV and a 2023 ID4 Pro all-wheel drive. My family of four with three and seven-year-old kids and two large dogs live in Westchester, New York and travel often to New Hampshire. That's over 200 miles. Uh, I'm looking to replace my Bolt for something with more cargo space and all-wheel drive. Uh, we want to stay under 450 a month and are opening 
open to leasing as well as used, but I have no idea how to make sure it's a good value or more importantly, to make sure there are no issues with the used purchase. You say check for salvage title, but not sure how to do that. Well, we'll show you here in a second. Uh, last week, you mentioned getting a notice about reservations on your AX30 and how they are giving flexible lease offerings on XC40 until that comes out. Like this idea as XC30 seems like good size, not sure cargo size with receipts up. And right, Tom's shaking his head, Kyle's shaking his head. Yeah, I think XC30 might be a little bit small for for that and family. It's of AX30, just for our confused audience. Yeah. Oh, what was I saying? Uh, I think he must have wrote XC30. Uh, yeah, EX30. Right. We were talking about the XC40. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. So looking to have a better winter and normal range than my ID4, as well as slightly faster charging. Plug and charge would be great as well. NAX and Tesla network would be ideal, but price range for Model Y does not work. Thank you again. And looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Paul. So basically, well, he's looking for a miracle. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, honestly, all, so, so I mean, like, uh, you know, family and dogs is going to be tight. That's that's like how many dogs and four hundred fifty dollars a month. That's the hard. That's part. the thing. You're, it's just not. It, not if you want Nax. I mean, then you're only in for like the rattiest used Model X. But if he's concerned about finding a, first of all, you're never going to have a used car purchase that's easy and smooth. I mean, one out of 10, you got to go into buying a car with a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of fun. It, it's a little bit of an adventure. If you want a solid buying experience, you buy a new car from a reputable dealer or from uh, an, even a non-dealer, one of those, you know, Tesla, Lucid, Rivian experience where there's no haggling. Um, but, but it's always going to be messy with a used car dealer. Yeah. Polestar. Eh, they have some dealer stuff going on with them though. So yeah. Um, Oof, Tom, what? Nothing comes to mind for me that's going to work. I mean, four hundred and fifty dollars a month. First of all, is vague because we can we can give them a thirty year financing at four, you know, four. But we're not going to recommend anything uh, financially crazy like that. So, or you could put man, ten grand down and uh, and you know get your lease payment down to four fifty a month. Uh, sure, right. don't, don't ever do that on a lease. Yeah, it's so it's, absolutely it's tough. The one thing I will say, besides we, we already kind of nixed EX30, that's not going to be big enough for you. EX30 is is a small car. Um, you know, we're talking like Chevy Bolt size, you know, yeah, vehicle. Um, and I, I know you mentioned, you know, you said, and and will come with Nax. It, it's not going to come with Nax. The, uh, the, the next year's uh, EX30, when it first launches, is not going to have, you know, J3400 port it's it's going to have ccs that almost not going to implement that till 2025 at some point and on their new models so we don't know when ex30 is going to get uh, uh that next port it might not until like 2027 like i think that would be a terrible decision but all the automakers are saying like new models that come to market in 2025 and on a brand new model will have it but their existing line of vehicles that they that they're selling will still have CCS until they make this change. So, um, you know, nobody's been able to give us a, a blueprint of when they're going to switch over all their vehicles. But um, uh, and Kyle and I specifically asked, I know I asked Volvo um, specifically about this. Will it launch with Nax? And it was told flat out, no, it's going to have 
CCS when it launches next year. Um, and I got a different answer, but that's okay. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I, I, I got a, I got a, hey, we're working on it. Well, you right, might right, ask right. them after I did. I asked them at be. the at the launch party of it. You know, but in, that was in, before Max in, was confirmed in Milan. Because it, it happened yes, after the Milan so. thing. Yes, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Well, I specifically said, you know, we know you're going to announce that yeah. you go to Next, which I tell everybody, you know, yeah. and um, it's just a matter of when. Is there any possibility of this launching? And the answer was no. Engineering's locked in at this point, and uh, maybe they could change it. That would be great if they did. But my, the official line I have so far that I'm going on with Volvo is no, it's going to launch with CCS. That'd be great if it launched with uh, with with. And are we going to still call it Nax? Or are we going to call it J thirty four hundred, pal? I think. Nax. What, what what do you want to do, Nax? Even though yeah, it's really the Nax. wrong name for it, though. Doesn't you know? matter. Tesla made yeah. it happen. We're calling it Nax. Yeah. Okay. I think uh, I just want to figure, like you know, I want to be on the same page with everyone. But um, yeah, uh, we'll we'll have to debate. Let's do a whole topic, a whole podcast on that because I can we be should. swayed. We should. I can. So be yeah, swayed. but solving his problem, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you on that budget. Uh, you know, I, I think you're, you're going to have to look used. Um, I mean, here's you're either going to have to give up. You're going to have to compromise on something. You're going to have to be okay with a used car that you're going to have to get a pre-purchase inspection yourself or, or have a mechanic do it where you may have to negotiate with someone and it might be a little sketchy. It could be a little adventurous and you're going to have to find a high mileage car. Uh, you know, we're we're talking four fifty a month is like thirty something thousand dollars with zero down. Actually, less than thirty thousand. It's it's between it's around twenty eight thousand dollars. It works up to four fifty a month. So thirty thousand divided by well, everyone's doing seventy two months is four sixteen. So thirty thousand with tax is is four fifty a month with zero that down. With interest at all? Yeah, yeah. And plus interest. It's just yeah. It's going to be your. There's no car available. Sorry. Right. So. What I found is this like he little deal. One of these, no? I know. Well, he needs another one, apparently. If he needs two vehicles, this is the only thing that I could find like for sale used that and it's like this is a crazy deal. This is like a one off. This is a weird one. So if you can jump on this, it's I believe it's in no, your area it's too. It's gotta be a scam, Dominic. Does that say hundred and forty two miles? Yes. It's gotta be a scam. Four thousand dollar price drop. 20 yeah because it's like that four thousand dollar price drop brings it down way down to where things are but you know right, the title's that, good i'm adding a used car tax credit or i you know I, I something's wrong with that my dad has been looking at used cars recently and every dealer has been listing them super cheap and then it's plus a dealer fee plus tint plus xyz sure and you're going to be up in the thirty thousand dollar range i, in, I like how kyle house. says my dad's been looking at used cars recently. His dad, <laughs> his job is to look at used cars. All he does is buy cars. He buy, he's the only person on earth that buys more cars than Kyle. Now we know. Where Actually, Kyle I've, I've outdone him recently. But I don't yeah. know. I don't know. <laughs> Every week, out of spec, Dave's driving a new car. That's true. He's got, the, he's got a red EV6 right now, doesn't he? Uh, just rented it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, um, he's uh, he's actually looking at i3s right now. We should at the I3s. end of this, we'll do my dad's oh. battery bargain. I'll just update everyone what's no. going on with his search. Scott, sure. did okay. I tell you my buddy lives right up the block from me, who's owned three i3s, just bought a 2020 i3s, no 21 i3s loaded every option with range extender. 
every option, blue seat belts, everything, twenty six thousand. What Ooh. what color is it? And it's it's got like thirty six hundred miles. It's it's stormtrooper, white and black with the blue trim. Oh yeah, it looks nice. awesome. It was right up the block for me. I think I'm going to do a video with it. Yeah, it's, my dad. Yeah, so so we'll do a whole i3 thing my dad's going into it but you know he's owned three i've owned three we love i3s tom you've owned a bunch he found yeah. an original electronaut version one of the first 700 oh, and i'm yeah. like oh you gotta get that i want to keep that in the collection and it was like a hit <laughs> car and it was painted and it was all uh, kind of nasty but yeah all right yeah, but but this id4 pro i mean at least call and and see if there's anything weird with it if you if you want you know i don't know i think it's a it's a good deal, but like it does look suspicious. Like that's crazy low miles and uh, yeah. low price. It's not so, a dealership though, so it's right. Yeah, right. Mitsubishi, dealer. Some individual. Mitsubishi dealer. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so my other idea was, you know, a lease. Uh, you know, it's three three forty nine a month. Hyundai Ionic five. Five SD. grand down. Don't put five grand down. And okay. that's with the seventy five hundred dollar federal tax credit that they're rolling in. So they're rolling right. in twelve five to get it down to three fifty a month. Right. Yeah, that's a lot of money on the lease. But here's the thing: does um, if you are going to lease it, make sure that the you know the 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 firm that's financing the lease or or holding the lease, whether it's you know Hyundai Motor Capital or or whoever it is, they're applying the seventy five hundred dollar lease benefit towards the principal component on your lease. You don't want them to discount the MSRP of the car. You want them to put that towards your monthly payment. And so that's how Tesla does it. BMW, I think, used to give you half um, and because they would residualize it. And yeah, make sure that the $7,500 credit goes towards every, you know, your principal amount on the lease. That'll really bring your monthly payment down because who cares what happens at the after the residual? You're returning the car anyway. Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm not too aware of all the ins and outs of leasing. Have you leased the car actually, Kyle, before? Oh, many times. Yeah, of course. I, okay. I, you know, used to sell cars for a living, so I know all about oh, leasing. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Leasing is all, all. You know, the advice everyone used to call would, would just say, you know, to do with leasing was just like stay away, don't ever lease, and no, they call them fleeces. Fine. You know, I mean, back in that's just like the rule of thumb back in the day. You know, old school. You know, yeah. For, for businesses, it was good, and but for private individuals i don't know that's just what was like the common you know yeah the thing is a lease takes a lot of hassle out of ownership you total the car you give it back you walk away whatever right. um you know it's it's basically a long-term rental and you do typically in a normal market pay more for a lease uh right. and you're not building equity in anything and it's hard to get right. out of them at times so there are a lot of reasons why leasing is not great and typically as a recommended financial practice i don't recommend it but i know a lot of very wealthy people that don't want to think about their car they just want sure. a new s class or a new eqs every two years or three years and they just want the newest latest greatest they don't care how much money they're losing and they don't want to think about selling the car or values they just want it all up front and you go for it the thing i would recommend is never put money down on a lease though um, okay. because there's very little benefit unless you're doing things like multiple security deposits, like BMW lets you buy down your interest rate or certain programs here or there where you get it back at the end. Um, but typically there's no benefit. And if you total the car, you don't get that down payment back. So typically you want to keep a higher monthly payment less down on a lease is, is the typical recommendation. Um, but of course, if you can afford to buy a car, buy a car. 
Right. Um, you know, I think make figure out how to make what you have work. I'm is the only other thing I can think of. You know, it looks like he's probably going to have to be, he, so he goes to New Hampshire a lot in a couple hundred miles. So he's going to probably have to charge each way. I'm guessing it's probably a pain in the butt right now. But the I best mean, thing he could get would be to stretch into a Model Y because then you get the charging network. You can charge anywhere. You can put right. your family in it and it's going to hold its value. If you really are on a strict budget, Think overall cost. What car is going to hurt you the least if you have to get out of it? And if you can buy a used Model Y that's already taken a bit of a hit, they they seem to hold their value really nicely. Yeah, maybe like save for six months or so. I don't know exactly, you know, the situation, but yeah, because I don't know if you can find a Model Y, you know, below like twenty eight thousand with a re- reasonable number of They're miles. They're going to be thirty five thousand something, but you'll have to spend up. You got to pay more money. That's that's right. just what it comes down to. Yeah. All right. I think we should probably move on. Uh, so this last case is a little bit of, of a different kind of thing. Our, it comes to us from Liberty. Uh, she writes, we are, we're very excited about the home backup capabilities announced when the Ford F-150 Lightning first went on sale. We lose power quite a bit where we live. That excitement was somehow was somewhat short-lived as the insane markups and limited availability of Lightning became apparent. We ended up with a tes- used Tesla Model 3 instead. I'm currently researching just how inexpensively home battery backup can be done. Apparently, this has been has always been a part of the Chademo spec, even though it hasn't really been implemented here in the States until recently. Would it be cost-effective to buy a very inexpensive used Leaf and whatever home backup hardware is available to power both some critical loads during an outage, as well as a second EV that can be used for short distances when our primary EV is being used elsewhere. What V2H capable charging hardware is available here? Are there any additional hardware or software requirements that would need to be implemented on the LEAF? Thanks. Liberty. Oh. So, so Kyle and I were talking about this a little bit right before the show. We don't know for sure if anything is commercially available yet as far as chargers. A lot of companies have promised to have them, and we know there's quite a few of them out there in pilot programs. Um, The Wallbox Quasar was supposed to be available since like 2019. They had the first version, which I showed at CES and and talked to Doug Alfaro, the CEO of Wallbox, and he said, we're going to have it here by the end of the year. That never happened. And now they have the Quasar 2 out, which I went and saw at their um, their facility down in Texas last year. And he promised me in 2023 that's going to be available. I'm not sure if it's available. I haven't really checked recently. But then there's another company. There's only one charger that Nissan um, uh, has like certified for use with the Leaf. Um, and I forget the name. Kyle might have the name. It begins with an F. Formata, Formata Energy. Formata, but I don't know. I know that they're out there, these units in pilot programs being tested. I don't know if you can buy one yet. So I really don't know if there's anything. Yeah, that's a company, Formata, that are any companies that are selling these for the LEAF to use currently. You know, I guess it is. It looks like on their website. I'm not sure, but I know that's where I would look at Formata, and I would also contact Wallbox to see if that Quasar uh, 2 is available. Those are the two units I would tell you to look at. Right. It looks like these companies are, are looking into doing this kind of thing, but it's like the one had the, uh, Fermata, I believe, had a pilot project 
and mm -hmm. earlier in like last year and there were some people on this reddit group they were talking about it and they were saying that they expected it to be maybe available as soon as this summer possibly but i don't believe that's happened yet so mm -hmm. it may be a matter of like getting in touch with these companies and just seeing wh where they're at and what people yeah. can ex can expect but don't yeah. trust whatever they tell you because these companies have been telling me for the last four years that they're they're months away from launching a product and then it's not out there. I think M Phase is working on one also. I also think Emporia is working on one, but I don't know if you can today order one and install it in your house. So you obviously don't want to go buy a leaf until you know for a fact that you could buy this thing and put it in your house because it might be like Tesla full self-driving. Every year is going to be the year it comes out and it never comes out. So. Yeah. And there's also, so, so the thing with vehicle to load or vehicle to home or vehicle to grid is there is still no set standard as to how this should work. Um, what Charin is working on is ISO 15118-20, which includes all the V to X communication logic. So everything speaks the same and interoperates perfectly fine. But then again, Chatamo is an entirely different organization with Leaf that's going to require different standardization. And they have certainly come a little bit farther away. Chatamo is also a little bit less complicated, and that can work. And there are applications. Nissan Leafs are equipped, I think, from 2013 model year onwards to do this. Um, and if there is a solution, I would like to install it. Right. I want to get that set up at the office so I can yeah. buy my leaf is not capable, but I think a 2013 is I'd love to do that. But we know that vehicles are shipping with vehicle to home capability. Tom has that in his garage with his F-150 lightning through DC output into an inverter. The problem with that system is it's not a, it has to be sort of islanded from the rest of the house. It can't work in collaboration with his solar panels and everything else can't feed extra power. Is that correct, Tom? No, it can work in collaboration with solar panels, but it, it, you do have to isolate a f like 40, uh, the maximum of 40 amps of usage. And, uh, you know, so it can't like backfeed the whole house and then you decide what circuits you want to use. You've got to separate a separate, isolate a panel and say, these are the circuits that are going to use when when forward intelligent backup power works so that's kind of a bummer that you can't like do like some type of load shedding where you know you can power your whole house but once you hit that limit it'll kick it down like my my generator does my generac generator it powers the whole house and it'll just drop stuff off and shed things if there's too much power being drawn um but you know you mentioned earlier you wish you could have got the uh, lightning we just did a story, I think it was on Inside EVs, or it might have been on Electric or whatever. Somebody put out a story where somebody just bought a brand new Ford F-150 Lightning for $33,000. Because I think there was, uh, they got a big discount at the at the dealership because, you know, the dealers are starting to make deals on these now, you know, because they're starting to get some inventory. Mm -hmm. It's not like it was when you first looked where you, you were paying $40,000 over. So the dealers are making deals. There's incentives at the state level. There's incentives at the federal level, and you, 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 you might be able to pull it off and get like a, a pro that the dealer marks down that, you know, all of a sudden now you can afford a Lightning. It's not $100,000 anymore. So I don't know if you can get one for the thirty-three or 34000 that this guy did. It's on a news story. You can look it up on, on Google. Well, News. that may uh, have been Benjamin. Max did a video with him for Guide. He lives here in Colorado and bought a really cheap base lightning for his yeah. mountain house i just saw it on the, my news feed today i didn't really read the story but 
Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, so, so, and you know, uh, quite honestly, if you were to get the lightning, you don't have to buy the whole intelligent backup power system. You could just use the pro power on board. It puts out the same nine, 9.6 kilowatts. It's not as a sophisticated a system where, you know, it doesn't automatically power your house, but you got to run some extension cords and so forth. But to get you through a power outage, you know, or just to, you know, have home backup power it works just as well. So, yeah, you know, you 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 could deal with it that way and save yourself some money because the intelligent backup power system is expensive. It's like four grand, and you got to pay to install it. It's like another three it's or four lot. thousand to install it. So, I mean, you're in for ten grand. Uh, you know, I, I did it because it's what I do for a living, and I wanted to make videos on it, whatever. But while the system's great and it works great, it's it's not cost effective. And I tell my followers that you know, unless you got a lot of money to burn, you're probably better off just using Pro Power on board. And just running a bunch of extension cords and powering your stuff that way. Tommy, remember when you went to EV Live at GM Studio and you were talking to them about their home integration? Two yeah. questions. Did that ever happen? Like, did, does it work? And does it work with a bolt? So um, it won't work with a bolt, from what I understand, unless unless something has changed. That, that's Ultium. Uh, it's, it's gotta be an Ultium. Uh, and, uh, as far as I know, they're still working on the system. It's not available yet. Um, but I have talked to GM at length about their system. Um, uh, some of it was in confidence, so I really can't talk about it. Um, but, uh, they're working diligently to have a system and they want to have a better solution than what Ford put out. I, I think I could say that and and maybe ended at that. Okay. Could so, be interesting. Something to keep an eye on at least. Yeah. So if, if this, if one of these other uh, chargers are available actually, and they can get that, what other piece of equipment will they need? Do they need some sort of grid disconnect? It depends on the, on the equipment. Every okay. system is going to be different. The okay. chances are, I mean, it could have an integrated disconnect switch. If it doesn't, then yeah, they'd have to Island their house. They can't, power their yeah. house and have their house still connected to the grid because if the power's out um and that and and whatever unit they buy doesn't isolate the house from the grid they could be sending power to the power lines and 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 it's a it's a hazard for line yeah, well, it's, a, it's, it's illegal too you yeah. have to illegal, be illegal yeah, yeah. yeah. so so yeah. but some of the systems have it integrated in okay. built into the system is okay, Kyle isn't Autel working on one of those yes. I think they I think, are, I, and, and I think I thought Tesla. their solution had it integrated in to the yes. to, to the charger. To me, what seems like the perfect home car solution is go for a small battery at home, something as a backup, like one power wall. I think is 13, 14 kilowatt hours, something like that. You keep that on there for the times where you have to unplug your car and run to the store, and then you come back or whatever like that. Um, and then your car is your primary home energy storage or buffer. And with Cybertruck, at least, we know that they are doing uh, bi-directional through NACs. The thing is with NACs is there's no neutral line, so they actually have to run into a gateway that handles the neutral. And that's all been sorted. And then you can tie all of that in with your solar, with your battery, with your car, and even power feed because there's an internal switchboard that won't allow backfed power to the grid when you lose a grid connection and that seems 
perfect. And these are the type of solutions that will dictate and that will become hugely popular uh, from 2025 to 2030. This is where we're going to start to see the integration of car and other things rather than just car to drive you to places. And I am so excited for the next, you know, five to seven years of, you know, trying to maximize the potential of a vehicle rather than it just sitting 95% of the time. Yeah. I think uh, Tesla's going to put that bi-directional ch charging in 2025, I believe. They're going to put it in all their vehicles. Right. We know Cybertruck launches with the capability, yeah. but it might but come. We never know with Tesla. It'll be a while before someone can, most people can get a Cybertruck anyway, probably 2025. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had 2 million pre-orders, so. A lot of people a lot are of starting to get them, you know, first quarter deliveries is what they're claiming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. see them. They're popping up, but it's still, you know, slow. The the ramp up to production is going to be super slow. We should do but, another podcast on it. We'll mention it on the Friday show. But um, yeah, we we found three people who had Cybertrucks who were like, would feel comfortable with us using them. The first guy was like, you can't say anything bad about it. And the next guys were employees that didn't have customer firmware. So we couldn't film the screen or or test anything. So I was like, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> it's just, you, you can't know, say anything there. bad about it. What the hell is that? People, yeah. People, like, you can people test are very truck, protective of brands, but, man. But don't say oh. anything bad about it. And I'm like, get the F out of here. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I can't wait to yeah. find out how many they deliver in this quarter. Because remember, for the last few years, I've been running a poll to give away a free charger. True. To uh, a Grizzly, um, our, our uh, batteries included sponsor, United Chargers. Um, we're going to give away a Grizzly charger to whoever gets the closest amount of deliveries this year. So uh, I'll be looking forward to when Tesla posts those numbers at some point um, after the new year, and uh, we'll see who won it. Yeah, that's. What do you guys think? How many deliveries, Kyle? Yeah. I'm never a good judge of this. I really uh, don't know. I, how many deliveries? I, really, I wouldn't even I just, know where to start. I don't know if it's 400 or 4,000. I wouldn't know. No, I don't it, even think it's 400. I think it's like around 100, 110, 120. No, I think like it's that. more than that. I think you it's going to be so? more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah, right, I think so I'm going to put Kyle down for 400. What do you think, Dom? Probably down for 69. 69? Yeah. Can All we right. just take that as your as a as a sound blip? Put me down yeah. for sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> because you see, Elon Musk and he loves those numbers. You know, I'm gonna say one twenty two, four twenty. you know, all all the I don't know. numbers. I'm never I'm never good at these things uh, of guessing yeah, them. I but I also just wanted to mention on the battery bargain show that we yeah. should have my dad on at some point. I just wanted to run through his recent i three uh, search, if you don't mind. Um, there are. You know, basically six main configurations of the BMW i3. There was a small, medium, and large battery with and without range extender. And the question is, and then there's also the S versions of the, the medium and large battery, both with and without range extender. So there's actually like a bunch of i3 configurations. And the real halo i3 for me is a yellow i3s 120 amp hour that's the big 40 something kilowatt hour pack without range extender because i want to hold on to it for a long time but i want adaptive cruise and tech pack and all the stuff and there is none for sale in the country you can't even find one yellow one at all and so um 
I, my dad is, I have his Model X out here in Colorado for some testing. The problem is I just had the um, Rivian Max Pack, which took up the last week. I have Kia EV9 tomorrow. I have some I have Blazer coming the week after. And I just am trying to get to his Model X and to do the range testing and all that stuff and toes towing stuff. But it might be a couple of weeks. So I told my dad, hey, why don't you get something to hold you over? See, that's my dream car right there. I love that. I3S in the puke yellow. So good looking. Um, so I told my dad, why don't you get a car? And he was all over the place looking at stuff. But he settled in on the I3. He was like, I can get a ratty old Tesla. I'm like, you do too much Tesla content as it is. You got to just let's diversify. Find an old Bolt. Find an old Volt. Find something interesting. He really loves the i3. We've never made that many videos about the i3, even though we've owned them a bunch. And I said, you know, either go for the cheapest, rattiest, highest mile i3 for, you know, seven to nine grand, or go for like a really nice i3s. And I think he's going to go, which I'm pretty excited about, for like a really old hundred plus thousand mile small battery i3. And he found one who a viewer is selling. Um, and yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but expect some i3 content. And uh, this will be interesting because with the range extender on the early models, they had a lot of problems and they especially had a lot of problems if they weren't used. And a lot of people used them as an electric car and just let the range extenders sit and they don't like that. And they force right. you to do a warm up cycle after a period of time. And I told him just go for a battery electric one, but he's all worried about range on the small battery. So we'll see, but I'm excited. I mean, how big is this commute there in Connecticut? Four miles. I think I think the I four I three can really cover runs. that. It's the right. airport runs. Oh, okay. He has to get like JFK or LaGuardia, and now you're you know hundred miles or eighty miles round trip. The he's going to have to get to the airport, leave the car, and then right. get back. And if he if he leaves it there in the middle of winter and the battery freezes, it's going to take forever to charge. And so he's just kind of like, I might just get a range extender. Um, for the you know few times he runs into New York City or whatever. He used to commute oh, into New York it, City with one, a range extender, it, small battery I3, but he only made it one time without using the range extender. Does he have a garage? Yeah, he has a garage with charging. So he can put two vehicles in there. So he could have well, two he vehicles. Has the Model X. Okay. And he has so, my mom's Model Y. And okay. he wants to have, and I have his Model X. So he needs so, a car. So he just needs the I three to run back and forth to work, and then if he wants to make an airport run, he can borrow your your mom's. Like my mom probably would not drive the I three. Right, but if he just if he just wanted to make an airport run, but you know, he, he could borrow, would be gone borrow. for a few days. So my mom would have oh. to drive the oh, okay. I three. This is assuming the Model X is still out here. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, so yeah, many yeah. cars, so and yet, you know. Well, they only have two cars. Now they're down to one right. car. Right. Um, and so, you know, he he needs something else. We have all the cars out here, of course. And I was like, I'll send you my golf or I'll send you my leaf. And he's like, no, I want to buy something for the channel. It should be interesting. And, you know, we, we have found that the viewers, yes, of course, when I did the Rolls Royce Spectre video, we got a few hundred thousand views. People love the expensive, flashy cars. But there is really a market for these cheap secondhand high mileage evs mm -hmm. um, and seeing how well they hold up like and i i love them i've been driving my e-golf every day for the last week i haven't even touched my model s or anything i've just been driving my e-golf 3500 bucks it's perfect it's fun 
Right? You don't have to worry about anything. If something breaks. I crash it into stuff. Oh, well. I crashed it into a wall and I just laughed. It was fun. I was like, <laughs> let's see how far the parking spot goes. Bam. Oh, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, we should probably wrap up this episode, though, of Battery Bargains. And uh, you can join us again uh, this coming Friday morning on the 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, as as usual. And so, but uh, that brings us to the end of this show. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, please leave them below and get in touch with us on the social media platform of your choice. Don't forget, if you like the show, give us a thumbs up, click subscribe, tap that bell icon for notifications. Thank you all very much for joining us. Really appreciate it. And we'll see you again very soon. Ciao.